this is your name, your name, your name. And uh, they say it ain't easy. Dan Green. Dan Green. The New York Jets. Have their man. Jets got themselves a great Robert Sala. Robert Sala. Talk about all gas, no break. The great one. We're not talking about effort on the field. Woo! We're talking about the process at which we do things. I'm not gonna lie to you. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Keep your foot on the pedal. Base, 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 base. There's no way I'm not gonna have enthusiasm on the sideline. Hey, own this rep, own this rep. The New York Jets. We can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're gonna win next Sunday. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the two. 100th episode of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast. Mike, we've made it through 200 eps. I can't believe that. Let me introduce the squad here first. You know him, you love him, the number one jet fan in the state of Texas. My colleague and co-host, Michael Legaris, everybody. Yo, what's up? 200 at Bumble. I, it went by so fast, Keith. It has. So fast. Oh, you know, I meant to add up the wins and losses since we started, but it's probably better we didn't do that, Mike, now that I'm thinking of it. <laughs> you know who's been riding with us, Mike, basically since the beginning? Almost 200 full episodes. The number one Titan in the nation of all time. Maris Red Fox Hall of Famer. The big Wookiee, Nick Crump. Nick, what's up, man? What's up, everybody? Yeah, Nick, you've been along for the ride the whole time and pretty much here for about half the ride. The number one high school football coach of the nation today, Sammy O'Hare. Sammy, welcome to the show. Jet Nation, what's going on, everybody? All right, Jet Nation, we've got a few little tidbits to get to here. And then we got, uh, you know, Sammy, you're the reigning, defending ABG trivia champion as of the moment. Now, Mike has held the crown. Wookie has also held the crown. You've come in, young buck. You come in here, you know, fucking talking smack. You took the title away. We're going to see what happens tonight, guys. The all-time, the biggest trivia battle in the history of the show is about to go down. We have a few news and notes to get to first here in the Jet world. The number one most important thing in our world here with the New York Jets being Quinn and Williams. Ugh, guys, I don't know what you think, listeners. You know, we have a listener base from young people, 10 years old up to 50 years old. So everybody has a different opinion when it comes to social media, when it comes to how to express yourself, to get your point across, etc. Um, I'm 42 years old, so I'm not going to delete a, B, social media if I get mad one day, right? It's not my way of going about things. It would be Mike who did it anyway because he runs our stuff, but you know what I mean. Um, but someone who's Quinn and age, a young man, professional athlete, four years into his contract, the Jets offered him uh, an extension in the, in the range of $25 million. He wants 30. He wants to be the highest paid D tackle. I've heard a lot of people bandy about, Mike, that this is similar to the Jamal Adams situation. Um, I just want to point out Jamal Adams was looking for a new contract after his third season. With the Jets, you know, going into that fourth year, one of the new deal. Quinnen's played for his fourth year. We have the fifth year option here. A little bit different. A little bit different caliber of player also. Jamal Adams was good, but he was a lot of talk and a lot of hype and then not a lot of actual results with Jamal. You saw last year with Quinnen, he got the job done. But I want to know where you guys land here. He deletes the social media. You hear a lot of reports, you know, is this going to not be, is he going to not be on the Jets next year? Could this be someone who moves on from the Jets? All worst case scenario things I've read. Then some other people you say, that's no big deal at all. So let me ask you, Mike, what do you think? I mean, the deleting of the social media seems to be a go-to move. Kyle, I know Kyler Murray did it. Many guys do it, then go back to their teams. What do you think about him deleting the social media, Mike? And do you think it's for any reason a cause cause for concern for Jet fans getting Quinnen in here long-term? Regarding that, I don't think it's a big issue um, as far as getting him signed. I'm not too concerned about the whole social media take. 
I think that young kids today, it's a different generation, the Gen Zs, you know, I think this is what young people do to try to get their point across. Somebody like you and me wouldn't really go and resort to something like that. Like Aaron Rodgers probably wouldn't do something like that. But the younger generation does. And uh, I'm not saying I agree or disagree with it. It's just something that they do to get their point across on where they are mentally. Yeah. And I'm sure the Jets know exactly where he is. So in short, no, I'm not worried. And I think it's just par for the course in the actions of people this young. Yeah, Mike, let me ask you one other thing, and then I'm going to go to Sammy. I want to hear what he has to think. He's much younger than us, and he teaches these young people that are now dealing in this world. Uh, Mike, earlier today, me and you were talking on the phone, and one thing you said in passing was that you feel like in the past and historically the Jets don't keep their players. Now, is that something you think plays into the psychology of other Jet fans too when they see a tweet? Like he deleted his social media. Do you think Jeff fans are thinking, oh my God, he's going to go too? Do you think that's actually accurate? Um, what I'm saying is, is that what you think that the Jets have a hard time holding on to their good players? Is that for me or Sammy? That's for you, Sam, uh, Mike. Oh, yes. Um, so if you look at the holistic, if you step back 30,000 foot view and look at the New York Jets as a franchise, there are very few cases that I can point to to say that they took care of a homegrown player that executed and then they rewarded that player. I can look at somebody like Mo Wilkerson. I can look at somebody like Nick Mangold and DeBrickashaw Ferguson, right? But, and you could even make an argument for Mark Sanchez. Yeah. Outside of those players in the time that I have been following the team now obviously I was following as a kid but I really wasn't up to like contracts and things I was just more about what's on the field but since I've been following those are really the only players that I've seen the Jets really take care of you know so there is a narrative out there that the Jets really can't get things done or hold on to talent like Kerry Rhodes from back in the day like John Abraham you know like uh, having Darrell Rivas sign and not losing him out to uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, there are a number of places and opportunities that the Jets could have held on to talent and didn't. Yeah. And so now when we have this young cast of players that are going to are watching and you have a player like Quinnen Williams who did become an all-pro, who did be, uh, get to a Pro Bowl and did have a elite season you extend a player like that and i believe it should have been on uh jd's front mind front and center to get done uh this offseason to upset not just to reward quinnen for doing what he's doing done and because he's a good kid but to really send a message and get in front of of the of the path you know when you look at a guy like uh dexter lawrence and then simmons these guys are getting paid and they're getting paid, and every time they get paid, the, the price tag goes up on Quinnen, right? Price tag yeah. goes up on Quinnen. So, you know, if you were out in front here, you could have set the narrative, set the bar. And I just, you know, if you don't pay this man, uh, it just sets a terrible precedent going forward, in my opinion, based on, one, your history, and two, all these young players are out there tweeting, extend Quinnen, extend Quinnen. Right. You're trying to make a culture that everyone respects and agrees. You, you know, you got to get stuff like this done. The kid executed. 
He deserves a contract extension. And we're here in May talking about is he going to get a contract extension or not with the history that this franchise has. Yeah, what do you think about that, Sammy? Everything Mike just said there. Insofar as you're, you know, you're going to be 30 years old soon. You have a good chunk of Jet history in your mind, Sammy. How do you think about Mike's kind of take on that with the Jets bringing players back in the past? So, first, I think the Jets have a lot of time. I don't I don't think uh, off-season workouts start till June 13th. So, they still have a little bit of time to make this deal happen. Um, unfortunately, right, the three defensive tackles that got signed all got $60 million guaranteed. So Quinnen's going to look for the same thing, if not more, because he's better than all three of those guys that got re-signed. Um, secondly, I think the Jets have been pretty good in terms of long-term investment. If, if we're looking at it objectively, the guys they did re-sign and take care of stay with the franchise for the next 10 years and were like legendary dudes. The other guys that we didn't re-sign didn't do much when they left the Jets. Even to an extent, Darrell Revis, when he left the Jets, was never the same guy that he was when he was on that football team. Yeah. You know, so I, I think that, yeah, I don't necessarily disagree. I think they don't take care of their players, but maybe they see some things that we don't necessarily see from the outside looking in. And maybe they're looking at the back end of those deals. Can I get a full four years, five years out of this guy? Yeah. Um, but I think with Q is the exception. I think we've never had a person on the defense who has been so dominant. Um, who I mean, their pass, their pass rush and sack rate were second and third, respectively, when Q was in the game, and when he was out of the game, it was thirty-first and twenty-second. Yeah, I mean, he's a difference maker so, for sure. Clearly, he changes the whole complex of your defense. So, you know, I'd like to see them get this deal done. I like to see them anchor down that defense. Um, but I agree with Mike. We haven't done the best job of taking care. But I disagree in that I think we've done smart decisions. To sort of be like, we can get a guy that's going to replace him. Yeah, like, yeah. I want to also, I want to mention Ronnie Johnson was just posting a few messages on there, and I do agree with him, Sammy. Uh, the Jets offered, and he said twenty-three million. I know he got offered twenty-five million a year, Quinn, and he wants thirty. And you mentioned the sixty million dollar guarantee, and he wants that too. So, I mean, is that all out of the question? Of course not. But the thing is, this guys, the Jets. I'm forty-two. The Jets haven't won a Super Bowl in sixty years. This year, the one we're in right now. The time we're in right now, the time we're living in, we have been waiting for this forever. Okay, now I'm not saying Quinn Williams is going to go, man, Jet history's been really tough. Let me take less money. I'm not saying that and being ridiculous. What I'm saying is that if the Jets go, we're going to extend you. Here's 25, 50. Let's talk. Let's discuss. The year that we have all the chips in the middle is not the year to make it all about you is all I'm saying. One, easy for me to say. I get it. But when it comes to people on the internet, saying sign this guy who gives a shit who cares like i don't care about anybody on the internet half people are morons on the internet i don't care if anyone are saying that the, mike was saying the jets should have looked ahead to get this done i'm sorry guys last year quinnon was great the year before that he wasn't i mean I, you, he wasn't he wasn't that good he didn't make the pro bowl team he wasn't that great a player quinnon's played four years two of those years have been outstanding last year especially and that's what we're coming off of but he's not I'm sorry, he's not. I think Dexter Lawrence is better than Quinnen Williams. He's bigger and he's better. Okay, I, th I don't think Quinnen is as good as the guys that got the money in front of him. Not saying he shouldn't get his money, but when you look at the Jets, they have $6 million in cap space. So if he wants money this year, it's not possible. Unless we're going to cut some guys, fine. But then what we're saying is we're going to make the team worse to make that happen. You know, I don't think that's a really a good look. Um, I think he will get extended, but... 
You don't extend him. I know Mike was saying, look ahead. Coming off of his third season before last year, the Jets weren't going to extend him for $30 million a year. I mean, off of last year, yeah. There's no way to know that. Like, I, I don't, that's where my disagreement is because I don't think coming off his third season, the Jets were thinking, you know what? We got to extend this guy because he didn't play that well. Actually, he played worse than his first two years. And then he bounced back last year. So I'm not saying Quinnen is a, is a question mark. Obviously, he's a machine and was a beast last year. But there's some still some questions there. Is he going to produce that same season this year? You know, and the, the deleting of the social media stuff, man, that just, I don't know, guys. That just yeah, drives me nuts. They also have him technically under lock for the next three years. So they're not in a rush. They could franchise tag him twice in a row if they wanted to. So. Well, I know, I know. I mean, this is his fourth season this year. If I, I, I believe, right? This is his fourth year. Yeah, this year. so he's got the fifth So year next year is his option year. Yeah. And then after that, we'll see what happens. But I, I look, I think this is one of those scenarios. Um, I think that he's going to be back on the team. Just like Ronnie said earlier today, a moment ago. He's going to be back on the team. But this is what you have to do when you're playing the game on Quinn and Williams' side. Even, even to kind of agree with what Mike's saying, he's got to do what he has to do. And the Jets got to do what they have to do. But he's going to be on the field this year. I don't think there's any cost concern, at least from my end. But when it comes to Wookie, the social media aspect of deleting your stuff and deleting the Jets and scrubbing your whole profile of your team while you're still on the team, does that not seem like a counterproductive move for a player to do? The immediate thing that comes to mind is the Kobe meme where he just shakes his head and goes, so, and mouths soft. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't, Mike's right. It, it seems to be a trend with younger people. That's how they get their point across. And, you know, obviously for them, social media is a big way of, staying in touch with people especially famous people like athletes and things like that they have their followers so that's um an easy way to tell almost everybody that looks up to you or follows you or is interested in what's going on in your career where your head is at but the problem is with these younger guys it could be different from day to day like you know i delete my social media then all of a sudden okay you know what i gotta play here for another year at least and see what happens now i'm back in it and now everything's good I'm like, then why did you delete it? In the you guys are rich, don't you have public, you know, uh, relations managers or PR people? Like, eh, you know what? Probably not a great idea. How about you just stay positive on social media and roll with the, you know? But I mean, it is what it is. It's just a little silly for people our age to see you're just going to delete your social media because the you're you're in um, uh, not an argument. You're in discussions in your profession, which everybody else does based on. You know, you get raises based on how well you do and you have those discussions. So that's like if I sit down with my area manager and we're talking about bonuses or a raise and I'm and I all of a sudden I just delete my my uh, my life storage uh, social media feed. And I'm just like, oh, you know, what? I'm not going to talk to you guys until like it doesn't make sense. It doesn't yeah, doesn't work out for either of us. If you take it and apply it to the real world, pretty stupid. Right. But look, these guys are dealing in the 60, 100 million dollar range. So it's not the real world. A little different. So I I just want to clarify a few things. One thing I want to say is the it's Connor Rogers or Connor Hughes reported today that the issue really isn't about the per year money. And it's not even really the guarantee. It's about the length of the contract. Quinnen wants to, he only wants a short contract, like three years. Um, the Jets want to lock him up for like five so they could take that money and spread it out and play and do, you know, gymnastics with it. Like we talked about, because they got, they're going to have to deal with Rogers as well. So that's part of the issue. 
But they see the same value. He's going to get anywhere from 22, 23, 24, 25 a year. Yeah. They know that. He's going to get around 60 mil guaranteed. They know that. There isn't a problem with the money. It's now just how are we going to apply it? And again, I don't think this is going to be a problem. I think that they're going to get it done. Joe Douglas is going to get it done because the fact of the matter is this defense is not the defense we know of without him. And Salah knows that as well. So does Quinnen. And if yeah. I were to take a step back and just look at Quinnen from Quinnen's perspective, he's now you made a comment I personally disagree with, but you, you can have that comment. And I understand what you're saying. You said, I think Dexter Lawrence and all these other people are better than Quinnen Williams. Hell effing no. I don't think that at all. I think Quinnen Williams is probably number two, third best D tackle in the league. And that is not coming from a fan. That is coming from the fact that the years he didn't do well, he was hurt or went up. But you could see when he was healthy, he was very close to the production that he did last year. Last year was the first year that he was fully healthy all year long and had a beast offensive line, all that help. And you got to see what he really could be. Right. And they grew into his body. So I'm of the mindset, me, that Quinnen is one of the top two, three defensive tackles in the league. I will take him over Dexter Lawrence. I, I get he's bigger or whatever. I'm taking Q. I know, but the you're, way you're dismissed, like, okay. you're just I, know, I mean, it's, it's, it's opinion. Opinion. this is opinion. This is opinion. I know, I know that. I know that. You know I hear your saying? opinion, but, your so, opinion but, is- but in his mind, he's like, I'm better than all these fools. And they're getting paid, and, and they're getting and he, this way, and he, and they're getting paid, and I'm not. And I had, and I'm all pro. Okay, I'm I'm all pro. I prove to you what I am, and I'm not getting paid, right? So you gotta. It's something that's got to get worked out, and I put the onus on the general manager to get the damn job done, get it done, because we're gonna need it done going into training camp. Got you. Um dismissing Dexter Lawrence like you just did is pretty silly. You acted like I just you acted like I brought up a backup practice squad guy and compared him to Quinnen. I Dexter think Lawrence is, is better than Dexter. That's fine. Just like you said it's your opinion. I'm gonna explain to you why I disagree. He's bigger than Quinnen. He's just as fast as Quinnen. He's better against the run than Quinnen. I mean what does Quinnen Williams do better than Dexter Lawrence? He had he had a couple more sacks last year, that's for sure. He almost had as many sacks as Quinnen too. So and he's been consistent throughout his entire career Dexter Lawrence. You mentioned Mike Oh, these years, this and that, he got hurt. Well, that matters, though. You dismissed it as if it doesn't matter. If you play any amount of games, you're like, well, I didn't play good for this stretch because I was hurt. Well, that means that you get hurt. All those things factor in. I don't care why you didn't play good. I don't give a shit the reason why you didn't play good for a whole year. I don't care if you're hurt. That's your own fault. So when you come back and you want more money than guys that are, we could disagree, at least your peers, you want more than them. I don't get that, the thought process from Quinnen, but we're splitting hairs. We're talking about the best defensive tackles in the league. That's the guys we're talking about right now. Yeah. Um, they're all really good. You can have an opinion which one's the best. And I'm not saying you're wrong, Mike. I just think that to think he, in his mind, and especially like you said, he wants a short deal. I didn't know that. What you he said, wants a Mike. short deal. That's the issue like, right now. Yeah. Like that, he, that destroys team salary cap. You know, when, I know. You, when you have a three-year deal, if what he wants is $60 million guaranteed. If that's what we're talking about, that can't be done over. A th- I think he wants three seventy-five dollars and like fifty dollars guaranteed. Okay. Something like that. And then, yo, yeah. think about this. Next year, they did a lot of gymnastics this year for Aaron Rodgers' contract to get it to whatever is $1 million, right, guys? Next year, I know it goes up. And I'm not saying I don't think it's $50 million or anything like that. But they might have to do some more gymnastics next year. 
when yeah. we're on the scale next year, that's that's a that's a tough spot to be in for the Jets. Quinnen's a young beast. Drafted him, we want to resign him. And then is Rodgers even going to play two more years? We don't know. But the, yeah. the financial obligation to both is going to be big. Um, I want to read something to you guys. We were talking about last week the schedules. Um, give me one second here, guys. Here we go. The Jets, apparently. Now, normally we're used to looking at the schedule, guys, and be like, oh, man, we got a, we have a Sunday game, then a Thursday game. Then we have, like, we always get screwed. We never get rest. It never works out good for the Jets. But check this out, guys, because people are saying the Aaron Rodgers conspiracy people are out there. And they're saying there's a conspiracy for the Jets to be good this year. And it starts with the schedules. Check this out. Weeks one to nine, the New York Jets play outside of their stadium. Yes, twice. Okay. I know. I know. October 15th to November 12th, we don't leave New York. Out of 17 games, only seven are outside of New York. Um, we don't play a single AFC East game with a rest disadvantage. And the Jets' final four AFC East games, we have a rest advantage in every single one of those guys. The schedule, look, we were doing oh, the win-loss, win-loss, win last, last week. And one thing we don't know that you can't foresee in the future is those little things like that. Rest, injuries. When you have an injury, now a guy has 10 days to recover instead of five. Like, normally that's going against us. This year, they gave Aaron Rodgers all the rest he needs, guys. We got Aaron Rodgers here. Now the NFL schedule makers are loving the New York Jets. So I just wanted to throw that into the mix, guys. I thought that was a note as well. He was doing ayahuasca with them while they were making the schedule. (laughs) I think they made the schedule in the darkness retreat with the headlamp on. You know what I'm saying? Just getting it done in there, guys. Um, what do we, oh, also Michael Javelin Guidry, you know, his dad was on the show. Good dude. Um, wrote a tremendous book. Javelin, we liked him a lot. Back with the Jets, Mike, you said re-signed with the squad? Re-signed with the squad, and that could be the end of our boy Bryce Hall. Could end up, oh. could end up losing his spot. You know what I'm saying? Our boy Javelin was nasty. If y'all don't remember, he was playing in the cornerback uh, um, in the slot. Did a really great job, and then Michael Carter the second ended up taking his spot, and then we ended up losing him. But it looks like they brought him back, and I'm a big fan of of Gidry. I mean, we met me and Keith did an interview with his pops. Good dude, comes from a and good family. Mike, we met in Texas. We his dad sat right in the back and was at the Texan game. That's Rams, right. Which That's is the right. Of all time. That's right. Yeah, I know he played four games last year with the Raiders. When he played that the season, he played. We played two years with the Jets. He had four forced fumbles. I mean. He got things done. He's a quick guy, too. You don't have to really worry about the speed with him and a smart guy. So sometimes guys get their second chance, man. They make it happen in the NFL. I love that. Guys, one thing we got to we gotta talk about, too, is that Sammy came in, this little young buck, and immediately took the titles from you guys, from the trivia. And you guys are old vets. And I want you today to hand this little young whippersnapper, just hand him his ass in the trivia game, okay, guys? Because we're getting to it. This is AABG 200. Not the most to get to in the jet world here. Guys, but every once in a while when it gets slow, I pit these guys' brains against one another to see who's the master of trivia. Michael, do you mind if we just get into that right now, Mike? Let's just go do it, man. Let's do it. All right, let me make sure I'm ready. You guys, talk about yourselves for one moment. All right, I'm good. I'm good. I got my Bud Light here for the 200th episode. Like I said to the guys before, not a political statement, guys. Um, It's just what was in the fridge, so don't get mad at me for drinking that any of our conservative fans <laughs> out there. It's all good. It's all good. We're all on the same page. I'm just drinking a beer from the fridge. That's all. <laughs> so here we go, boys. Here's how we're going to do it for this week. And then we'll sign out for ABG 200. The reigning champion is Sammy, as we know. We have 10 questions here, guys, that you're all going to have a chance to answer. You'll answer them at the same time, right? I'll go one by one to each of you. Um, I want to see where's everyone's phones at. Because I want to make sure there's no cheating going on. Wookie's using his phone, so he can't cheat. You're fine, Wookie. I'm going to watch hand movements. Mike's actually, Mike's arms are mad long. He might be able to fuck with his phone and me not see it. Um, (laughs) We're going to do, guys, 10 questions for all three of you. 
which you will all have an answer and we'll go through it one by one. And then at the end, each of you will have your own five individual questions for the championship here, guys. So question number one. Okay, guys. Mike, you're a former member of the Navy. We know the Naval Academy is one of the best uh, educational institutions in this country. Sammy graduated from Fordham. Wookie graduated from Marist. My question to the three of you is which of those institutions was founded first? I'm going to give you guys 10 seconds here. All right. I'm going to go ahead, give you a second, r- rattle it around your brain. I'm not going to rush no one here. And let's see what we got here. I'm going to go to Michael first. Mike, what's your guess? Um, Where did Sammy go again? Sammy went to Fordham University. I'm going to say Fordham was founded first. Okay. Mike says Fordham. Sammy, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to say Marist. Okay. What do you got, Wookie? I'm, I'm going to say Maris. The only reason why is I I don't remember much from college. I'll let everybody know that right now. Um, but what I do remember is this one little sign by one of the new buildings they put up, the library. And it said when, you know, a, a, like a dormitory was built or, yeah. or like when it was founded. Um, and I want to say it was like the 16. No, it can't be 1600. Forget what I'm saying right now. I'm going off on a tangent, but I'm going to go Maris as well. All right, boys. Now, what's wild about this is that, Wookie, you went to Marist, and um, that actually was the last school founded, 1905. It was when Marist was still a long time ago. Navy was founded in 1845. The correct answer is Fordham University, 1841. Sammy doesn't get it right of all people. Fordham University founded in the Fordham sweater. He's got it on as we speak, Sammy. That is, that is so pathetic. It is the third oldest university in New York State and the oldest Catholic school in the Northeastern area. Sammy, I'm disappointed in you, but look, I, t- I wanted Mike or one of the one of the older guys to take a dub, so here we go. We're starting off good. Mike has one point. Help me keep track with the points, guys, as we go to. Mike, you got one point. Here's question number two for the three of you. Derek Jeter has the most hits in New York Yankee history with 3,400 hits. Guys, who is number two all-time on the Yankees hit list? Give you guys a second here. Now, there's questions for the Yankees and the Mets. All the teams, guys, we're going to mix it up. I know we got a lot of Yankee fans out there. I'm going to go ahead and ask Wookie this this time. Wookie, number two. Derek Jeter's number one. Who did he pass for that hit record on the Yankees? Oh, my God. This is terrible. But it's between it, – obviously, it's it's between um, Gehrig and DiMaggio. Um, shit, DiMaggio. I'm going to say Gehrig. He passed Gehrig. Okay, what do you think, Sammy? Uh, it's definitely Garrett. What do you think, Mike? Uh, I'll say DiMaggio. Lou Garrett! Both the Yankee fans got that one right. I'm happy the Yankee fans nailed it. Um, uh, Lou Garrett, 2,721 hits, guys. After Lou Garrett, you got Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, and then Bernie Williams at number five. And Lou Garrett did that in 16 seasons. Man, we know obviously he had to retire for a disease no one had ever had before him and now is named after him, unfortunately. Guys, number three. Here we go. Right now we have one point for everyone. Good job so far. Question number three. Name the two running backs who rushed for 10,000 yards while playing in New York. There's only two of them that have ever done it. I want you guys to name them. You get a point for each. If you name both, you get two points. We're going to start with Sammy this time. The two running backs that have rushed for 10,000 yards while playing in New York. Oh, um, I'm going to go with Curtis, my favorite Martin. Okay, who's your other guess? 
Shit, man. Time's running out here. I'm gonna give you five more seconds. Four, three, two, one. Do they, do they have to do it in New York or just be on the New York team? No, I say I can't. I can't. We can't give you 15 minutes here, bro. We gotta give too many questions. I'll say I'll, I'll say with Danny Tomlinson. All right, no problem. <laughs> who do you who are you guessing? Uh, a Mike. Uh, I would say it's Rodney Hampton from the Giants. And then the other one is Freeman McNeil from the Jets. All right, what do you think, Wook? Who? Uh, rush for, uh, for 10,000 yards. <sighs> you guys going to be mad one of these answers. I'll go with Curtis Martin. Okay. And for the Giants, wow. Tiki didn't run for 10,000 yards. It could, be, it could be from either team. I just said the name two running backs from either team that have rushed for 10. Bro. I know, fuck you. I know who it is, man. And who'd you who'd you say, Mike, for the Giants? Because that was what was the name again? To? Rodney Hampton. Rodney Hampton. Yeah, he, he could. All right, yeah, I'll go Martin and Hampton. All right, guys, it is Curtis Martin. You got that one correct, Sammy. Is it Frank Brewer? It, no, it's Tiki Barber had ten thousand four hundred ninety nine yards, guys. We we kind of forget about Tiki in New York lore, man. Tiki ran for ten thousand. Tiki did have ten thousand. Yeah, wow. All, all on the Giants. So right, the only person I got a point there is Sammy. So right now, Sammy is ahead two to one in the trivia battle, guys. Guys, what player, what pitcher, I should say, has the most strikeouts in Yankees or New York Mets history? Either team, all time, which pitcher has the most Ks of all time for either team? It could be on the Yankees or the Mets, guys. We're going to go ahead and go to the Wook first this time. Wookie, I'm going to give you a couple seconds here. Wook kind of bouncing around the noggin. A lot of good All right, so a starter from either team that has either the most team. strikeouts from, from either team all, all time. Either team um, all time, Wook. Nolan Ryan. Okay, it's a good guess. What do you think, Sammy? Nolan Ryan, man. Okay, now we're talking about on the team he threw for this many strikeouts. We're talking oh! About oh, okay, I'm Nolan sorry. Nolan Ryan played for the Mets only for two years, so that, that can't oh, okay. Okay. Um, all right. Again, Wookie, go ahead. All right. So then, all time most strikeouts. Uh, Jesus, I already know what it is. We'll go ahead to Wookie. We'll come back. Gary Cole. Okay, that's not bad. What do you think, Sammy? I'm gonna go Andy Pettit. Okay. What do you think, Mike? Tom Seaver. Thank you very much, Michael. Come on now. You guys I mean, this is just ridiculous. I mean, I'm, I'm just sitting here like, are these kids serious? Any borderline question, I will pick a Yankees player all day. Come on, man. Y'all got the bats, but you definitely don't got the pitching. All right, we got three points now for Mike, correct? You got three, right, Mike? Yes. Um, two for Sammy. Wookie, man, you got you got to step it up here, kid. All right, here we go, guys. Number five. That was a good one, Michael. I'm happy you got that. That's why I put that one in because it was Yankee ones before that. Um, but I got a good one for the Yankee fans here. Now, there's gonna be multiple choice for all of you. Multiple choice, guys. What year did the Yankees change their name to the Yankees? Was it 1901, 1927, 1913, or 1890. What year do they change their name to the Yankees? Michael, what do you think? 1890. Okay. What do you think, Sammy? I'm going to say 1913. Okay. What do you think, Wook? 1913. Both the, both the Yankee fans 
Nailed that one. I'll give you guys respect. Now, it was 19... I think you're muted, Keith. You're muted. Oh. I don't know what happened. I think his... Uh, kid oh, there he is. There it is. Uh-oh. I saw you guys. Um, guys. The audio... Bonus point. What's up? The audio is... I don't know. I can't... Do you guys hear him? I hear him all right. Yeah. You do? Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, guys. Oh, yeah. A bonus question if you can name the first ever team name of the New York Yankees. What was oh. the first name of the Yankees? Can I have this? Do you know the... I'm talking about the first, first, first name. Was it... I'm going Sammy, was it? Was it the Highlanders? Wookie, what do you think it was? The Highlanders. Mike, do you have a guess? The Highlanders. Guys, it was the Orioles. Wow. Google it up, and this will blow your mind. New York Giants didn't want a second baseball team in New York. They forced the Yankees to play two seasons in Baltimore, and then when they left Baltimore, they became the Highlanders, and the Baltimore Orioles took that name and ran with it. Then they became the New York Yankees in 1930. Wow. Guys, you turn to ABG and you learn information. That's what happens here, guys. All right, number six. And as as the score right now, Sammy, you just got another point, didn't you? There we go. And Wookie did. So Wookie's on the board here. Sammy got a point here. All right. We got 3-3-1 as of question number five. Question number six. Here we go, boys. What college did Chad Pennington go to? Sammy, you go first. We are Marshall. All right. What do you think? What do you think, Mike? Marshall. Wookie? Marshall. Oh, everybody gets a good. I thought I might throw It's so long ago. I mean, young Jet fans don't even barely know who he is. You know what I'm saying? Fun, fun fun was, was slinging the ball to Randy Moss, wasn't he? Cool. Yo, fun, fun fact, Chad Pennington's son is currently the quarterback for Marshall. Oh, there you go. There you go. Oh, he's balling at Marshall. I wonder if he's going to break his dad's. His dad had a lot of records. Some guy, I forgot his name, broke a lot of Chad's records in the 2000s. But, man, he was a baller. Did play a season with Randy Moss before Moss went on to bigger and better things. Man, that was a tremendous quarterback in college. And 1999 had a great year with the Jets. Guys. Which New York Jet wide receiver was the first in history to reach 10,000 yards? I'm going to go ahead and go with Mike first on this one. The first to ever get to 10,000 yards in the New York Jets. Um, it's a tough one. I'm going to say it was Jericho Cotri. Okay. What do you think, Wookie? I'm going to say Altoon. Not a bad guess at all. What do you think, Sammy? Um, I'm going to go Don Maynard. That is the correct answer. Did he Don, hit that? Did he hit Don, it? Oh, well, he hit it. He's at 11,000, 1,200. Don Maynard not only has the most yards in the history of the Jets still, he still has the most touchdowns and he still has the most receptions. I and thought he, he didn't I thought he didn't make hit ten thousand with us and he hit it um no, he, he, only didn't play, had, he, he didn't only play all his years with with us, right? Don't you know what if you don't know information, don't speak, bro, because then you look bad. Because you know what I'm saying? He only played one year not with the Jets and he only had eighteen yards not with the Jets. So he, okay, so okay, okay. I he knew that he didn't play all with us, but I didn't know that I didn't know he hit the ten. Guys, how about this? Can you name who has the second most? And I won't give you a point. We'll just do it for fun. Who has the second most catches in Jets history? It's not, it's not Jericho Cotri, Mike. But someone that we is beloved Jet fans. Who has the second most catches ever, Mike? Who do you think it is? 
second most second most catches. You gotta think of a guy. Maybe Wayne, Wayne Krebet. Is it Trevor? Yeah, it's Trevor, Wayne Krebet, Jet fans. Tremendous guess, Mike. That's not an easy one either, dude. That's a hard one. Wayne Krebet, nine years with the Jets, second most catches of all time on the squad. So Wayne's still getting that respect. All right, Sammy, you got that one right. You pull ahead by a point there, Sammy. Very good. Question number eight, before we get into the individual round, which will be a lot of fun, guys. The Jets defeated the Miami Dolphins. Now, this question is going to be whoever gets closest, okay? So only one person is going to get this right, guys. The Jets defeated the Miami Dolphins in the Monday Night Miracle on October 23rd, 2000, one of the greatest nights of my entire life. Um, obviously, we know one of the best comebacks of all time, guys. How many points were the New York Jets losing by heading into the fourth quarter? And I'm going to give you guys some options. It's going to be multiple choice here. Actually, you know what? I'm sorry. We're going to do whoever gets closest. That's an easier way. So only one person gets it right. So they're down, heading into the fourth, Monday Night Miracle. How many points were the Jets down heading into the fourth quarter? And we're going to go with Wookie first. 28. Okay, 28 for the whoop. What do you think, Sammy? 29. <laughs> you just went prices right on you. What do you think, Mike? They were down 17 points. Actually, Mike's actually the closest because the Jets were down 23 <laughs> points heading into the fourth quarter. Guys, the Jets won the game 40 to 70, uh, excuse me, 40 to 37 after dropping 30 points in the fourth quarter. You guys remember the Jumbo Elliott touchdown, one of the best yes. moments of my childhood, one of the best things ever. Wiggins had a touchdown that game. Vinny threw five touchdowns. He threw like 370 yards. I know that was you. That was, you were a young buck back then, Sammy. Vin Gestaverdi, man, that was my boy for a long time. Okay, Michael, you get that one right. Good job for you. That's number eight. All right, we'll go to number nine and 10. Then we go to the individual round, guys. We'll tally up after this to see where everybody's at. Number nine, this is a fun one, boys. Mark Sanchez. In his career, through 89 career interceptions, how many? There's another one where whoever gets closest gets it. It's only one person's getting the point. How many of those interceptions of the 89 did he throw on the New York Jets? Wookie, we're going to go with you first. 89 picks in Mark Sanchez's career. How many of those do you think he threw on the Jets? Uh, 66. Okay. What do you think, Sammy? 67. Oh, what do you think, Mike? I think it was 54. <laughs> Look, Sammy just won by Price's writing. Because unbelievably, Mark Sanchez threw 69 interceptions in four seasons with the New York Jets. Everybody yeah. that was a Mark Sanchez supporter, one, digest that. That's an amazing number, too. I have to go after Wookie at every single one of these. I, I noticed that you're cutting his legs off. Um, from underneath the Wookiee for some reason. You just won't let the kid get a point because Wookiee pretty much hit that one right on the head. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> All right, we're going to give Sammy that one. This is the last question. This is the last question of the shared round. This will be another fun one, guys. And this will be another one where whoever gets closest is going to win. The New York Yankees have the number one winning percentage in all of Major League Baseball history. For the regular season, we're talking, guys. Number one winning percentage in Major League history is the New York Yankees. Where on the list from one to thirty, the current major, the, the current teams, where on the list from one to thirty do the New York Mets rank? We're gonna to to start with you first this time, Sammy. What do you think? I'm not gonna let you cut his legs out anymore. We're gonna have you go first. I should have done that before. I apologize, Wookie. <laughs> one to thirty, Sammy. Where do the Mets rank all time in winning percentage? Seventeen. Okay, seventeen for Sammy. What do you think, Wookie? Eighteen. 
<laughs> you had to. You had to do it. You had to, I mean, that was just. You had to do that. You had to. Do that. Mike, what do you um, think? Uh, yeah. All time. This is all, all time. time. 30, Winning percentage. All, yeah. all teams. All right. Third, out of yeah. 30 teams, I, I would say. I would say that they are. Don't you say nineteen? I would say. I mean, I would say they're probably twenty. I love it. I love it, Mike. Mike, they're 21. You just nailed that one. Good job, Mike. Mike, come, Mike swoops in and steals the category, guys. Oh, I love it. All right, let's tally the points up here, guys, real quick. Michael, you have one, two, three, four, five, six for Mike. We have one, two, three, four, five, six for Sammy as well. Oh, boy. And then we have two for the Wook. But we got a whole other round coming here, Wook. All right? Oh, more than two. We got three for the Wook. Yeah, he's got three. My bad, Wilk. I'm not trying to short your points, kid. My bad. Oh, no. Um, hold on one sec here. Let's make sure the boys, the homies' computer doesn't shut off and just shut this whole scenario down right here. One sec, boys. Talk amongst yourselves for a sec, guys, right? So I can get this computer plugged back in and I don't ruin this whole thing. Now, we're going to go to the individual trivia round here, guys. All right, that's what we're coming up on. There you go. Cool, man. There it's good go. to know. It's good to know when I say talk amongst yourselves, no one will say a word. Love that. Yo, that's great for podcasting, just so you guys know for the future. When your boy bells, just say nothing. That work, that's What's tremendous work. Mexico getting shot in the ass, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking over in the squad like this. I'm like, oh, okay, guys, here we go. Um, all right, here's what we're gonna do, boys. Um we're gonna go one question at a time. And I think Mike and Sammy are tied. So we'll go through the Wookiee first, all right? Let's get the Wookiee out of the way. Let's hit you with some trivia, Wook. Five questions. They're all Wookiee-based questions here. Okay, guys. Number one, Wookiee. What year did... I'm going to give you multiple choice on this, too, Wook, because this is a hard one. What year did Maris first form a football team? Wook. Now, was it 1956, 1901, 1936, or 1978? What do you think, Wookie? Uh, 1956. Random enough, Wookie. Your school did not have a football team until 1978. Wow. Later, I, um, I couldn't believe it myself. Double-checked it. That's couldn't believe wild. it, Wookie. I thought you went there in 98, only 20 years later. I thought they might have thrown that at you, that factor of your coach. Obviously, he didn't care too much about history. It matters there, guys. All right, Wookie. This is an easier one. You played on this field. You have a statue of yourself here. Name the field the Maris Red Foxes play their home games, Wookiee. Leon Field. There you go, baby. There you go, baby. Now it has a, it has a stadium on there now, Wookiee, called Tenny Stadium, which is much nicer than when you were going to school. It's much upgraded. Um, they have soccer teams that play there. Wookiee, you nailed that one. Good job there, Wookiee. Question number three for the Wookiee. Wookiee, there's another multiple choice for you. Giants question. What year was Bill Parcells? First year as a head coach, 1979, 1985, 1983, or 1986, Look, What do you think? First time as a head coach altogether? Of the Giants. Of the Giants, yep. Uh, 80, I'm sorry, one more time with the answers, Keith? 79, 83, 85, or 86? Uh, 79. He actually he did he was coaching then, but his first year as the G-Men head coach Wookie was 1983. Oh, son right. of a B. Wookie, this is another gonna be another tough one here. But I think you might be able to nail it because you are a good Yankee fan. The top five home run hitters in Yankee history are Babe Ruth, 
Mickey Mantle, Lou Gehrig, Joe DiMaggio, Yogi Berra. Who is number six, Wookie, after those five legends? I'll I, give you a sec uh, here. Unfortunately, to I think I think it's Alex Rodriguez. Wookie, you hit it out of the park right there. <laughs> Alex Rodriguez is the correct answer. <clears throat> and guys, all the questions in this round count for two points, by the way. So Wookie just got himself four points. I meant to mention that before. You got two right, Wookie. That's four for you. Final question for the Wookie. Wookie, Wu-Tang Clan released the album 36 Chambers Enter the Wu-Tang in 1993. Wookie, this is, this is one of the other questions for you here. What was the first single? M-E-T-H-O-D, man, or... Protect your neck. Protect your neck. Wookie! Plus six for the Wookie on the Wookie questions. Tremendous job for the Wookie. Wookie's coming in with, what is he? He had six and he had nine points for the Wookie now, guys. You guys better show up because the kid actually put up some points there. I'm very proud of him. All right, you want to go first, Mike? Or shoot, you know what? Let's have Sammy go first, Mike, so that you know what you have to get and you can destroy him in the end dramatically. Let's do that. Damn, son. Let's do that. Let's do that. Um... All right, hold on one second. Let me make sure I got my, my Sammy questions here. Here we go. Sammy, off the top, another question, a year-related question for you. What year was the first football game ever played at Fordham University? And I'm going to give you multiple choice. Don't worry. Um, 1945, 1930, 1882, or 1882. I know Ben Frank. Some of the people made some revisions. Nobody ever knows that when I ask them, though, and they should. Thomas Jefferson, that's actually a good one. Um, that's actually a really good answer, Sammy. All right, what about this, Sammy? Yankees, let's see. Oh, no, excuse me. This is a Yonkers question. You'll like this one. Yonkers, New York, maybe One of the biggest cities in the state of New York. Sammy, which city has a higher population? Yonkers, New York, or Buffalo, New York? Yonkers all day. <laughs> Actually, that is incorrect, Sammy. Damn it. Buffalo, New York, 276,000. Yonkers, New York, 209,000. Wait, um, but half of those are Canadians. They count? That They, they do count because, I mean, they do have a American um, citizenship, but I will say that the, the population's been declining there forever. And another thing, Buffalo is about twice as many square miles as Yonkers. So, I mean, okay. Yonkers is pretty small with, with that many people. So, I'm going to get Yonkers still per capita, way more people. Um, all right, Sammy, question number four for you. So far, what do we got, Sammy? You got two correct so far. Number four, Sammy, your birthday is July 9th. Samuel, am I correct? Yes, sir. I didn't even look on Facebook. I tried to remember that shot off the top of my head, so I was hoping I was right. <laughs> Sammy, if I got that wrong, I'd have been like, shit, this whole question's messed up. <clears throat> Sammy, your birthday is July 9th. You have a lot of famous people born on your birthday. I want you to tell me the person that of these four that is not born on your birthday. Okay? Three of them are. One of these people isn't Sammy. Tell me which one. A, Tom Hanks. B, Robert Downey Jr. C, Courtney Love. Or D, O.J. Simpson. Wait, they're not born on my birthday? Tell me the one of those four that's not born on your birthday. Three of them are. Damn, I really hope it's O.J. Simpson. 
I'm going to say Courtney Love. You know what, Sammy? That is incorrect. It's Robert Downey Jr. who's born the next day after you. Tom Hanks, Courtney Love, and Arenthal James Simpson. The Juice? July 9th. Same birthday as Sammy. So, Sammy, you only got two so far. We got four more points. And on top of you, you got 10 points right now. Mike's going to have a good shot here unless you nail this one. Sammy, who is the New York Jets? And I didn't ask Mike this because I know he would know it. But you might not know it, Sammy. Who is the New York Jets all-time sack leader? Give you a second. It's a big question. We're at the end here. These points matter. I'm going to give you a hot second here. Um... Not I that we've had that many guys. All right, all right. I think it's Gastineau. Mark Gastineau, that's your guess? Yeah. That's correct. Sammy. No, no, can't no. believe you got it. 107 nice career sacks for Gastineau. Klecko's coming in number two with 78 sacks. We know he got Listen, moved to. You know this. I'm a young buck, but I'm an old soul, man. You got it, man. All right, Good so job. Sammy, you got six. And you got six. So Sammy, Sammy's coming in with 12 right now, Mike. Here we go, baby. I hope you don't tie because I don't have a bonus question right which I should I, I would have thought through 15. There's no way to tie. But maybe it could happen. All right, Michael. Here we go, baby. Mike, you were initially born in New York, York, Queens, New York. But you were raised in Mayapak after that. My question, Michael, and this will be multiple choice also. What is the current population of Mayapak? Here we go. One, 25,000. Two. And you, Mike, these are just general. I'm rounding up. So I didn't do any specific. Just rounding up, Michael. 25,000. Two. 9,000. Three. 30,000 or four, 50,000. 30,000. Actual population of Mayapak is 8,914. So 9,000 would have been the closest. However, Mike, the whole population of Carmel, which Mayapak's a hamlet of, is 34,000. So that's five might have been bumping around your head. If you're not from Westchester County, once you leave the five boroughs, a hamlet is like a borough of a county, of a little village, just so you guys know. No one knows. I didn't know what the hell that was when I moved up here. I'm like, what's a Hamlet? What are you guys talking about? Are you talking about Shakespeare? And you're like, no, 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 no. It's like a borough of your town. I'm like, all right, fine. Um, all right, Michael, number two. Michael, I know you're a huge Star Wars fan, okay? I want to ask you a question, Michael. There are nine movies deep in here. What year did the first Star Wars movie come out? The very first one. The OG. Oh, you want me to answer no multiple choice? I know it. It's 1970. Uh, it is 1970. I want to say it's 70. I want to say it's either 78 or 79. I'm going to say it's 78. All right, it's 77. I almost feel like we got it. Actually, I think it actually debuted. I mean, do we give Mike the bonus on that? I think he gets it. I think he gets it. I feel like we have to give it to him. I didn't didn't even give him multiple choice and he nailed it. That's pretty impressive. I'm I'm giving him Mike, you're getting getting a point for that one. Because in my head, once I read it, I'm like, should I should have given the kids some options? That's kind of a random one. All right, you're going to get that one there, Michael. Michael, here you go. A jet question for you. Joe Namath, 4,007 yards was the most passing yards in New York Jets history in a season. Still. And I think it was 1968, guys. Who has the second most passing yards ever in a season? Mike, I'm going to give you two options. One or the other here, right? Is it A, Ken O'Brien, or B, Ryan Fitzpatrick? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Michael, you nailed it. You nailed it! 2015, 3,905 yards for Ryan Fitzpatrick. We know the last game of the season, he shit the bed with the rest of the team. But the rest of the year was pretty good, Michael. Hold on one sec, Mike. You're doing good here. You're cruising through. And all my papers are all over the place, so hold on. Sammy. Oh, here we go. Sorry about that, boys. Number four for Michael. Michael, 
who has the most home runs? And I'm going to give you multiple choice. Who has the most home runs in Nets history, Mike? Is it Daryl Strawberry, David Wright, Mike Piazza, or Howard Johnson? Daryl Strawberry. Michael, you got that one right, too. Oh, shit. That means this. You're tied right now. You gave him the other one. Sammy, you gave him the other one as a luxury. We're going into the final question here. By the way, Pete Alonzo is less than 100 away from Strawberry. Uh, he has 160. I was going to mention that. Coming. He's coming. Just like two years. <laughs> Polar Bear is in fifth place. He's coming. Guys. Right. <laughs> He's coming. Quick. Um, Mike, final question here. I mean... If you guys end up tied, I might have to bust the phone out and just get some. I don't know what to do. Do we share the crown? I wasn't prepared for a tie in this scenario, guys. I should have been. Uh, I might have to get something else going here. Mike, I'm going to ask you a similar question to what I asked Sammy. I want you to tell me the person out of these four that didn't serve in the Navy. The other three did serve in the Navy, Mike. Okay? Here's the four people, Michael. Drew Carey. Tom Selleck. Burt Reynolds. And Bill Cosby, Mike. Out of those four, three of them served in the naval in the Navy. One of them did not. Mike, which one do you think did not serve? Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby actually did serve in the military. Unbelievably enough, he was like a medic or something like that, which is mind-blowing. Burt Reynolds is the answer. Those guys are all from the same age. Um, wow. Are we tied? Is that what that means? Yeah. Are we tied here, guys? Bill Cosby was handing pudding pops out. All right, hold on. I just didn't know you'd be such a fan of pudding after the Navy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let me. I'm gonna have to bust a question out here. Let me try to find something here, guys. Let's see. Let's see what we got. I wasn't prepared. I mean, we could always. I mean, we could always go. I could always prepare something for next week, guys. If you want to, you want to hold it for a week. We could always go a five question battle next week for the two. Whatever you guys want to do. I'm looking through my phone now. I don't want to just come up with something random. Um. 40. We'll go Super Bowl 40. There we go. That's even better. Oh, I don't like these teams either, guys. This was played in 2005. That's the year that Doug Bryan missed a field goal in the playoffs. Two field goals in the playoffs. Um, maybe want to kill myself. Now, do you guys know? I, I might have just given you a little hint there. Name the two teams that played in the Super Bowl that year. Who wants to go first? 2005, we're talking, guys. You want to go, Sammy? Um... I'll go. I can give you a look. Now, I'm going to have to, we have to, you have to be able to ask a few questions here. Like, if you want a few little hints, Sammy, I can give you a few little hints, I think, because it's hard to just guess randomly, right? Even though Mike seems so like he knows already. If it was 05, I remember 05. that season because the Jets were taking hard L's to the Steelers at the end of the year. So I think it was the Steelers. Okay. The NFC team, I can't figure out. So. You want to ask me? <laughs> Who'd they beat? Because the Steelers won, didn't they? Yes, they did. It was the it was the Seahawks, baby. Oh, it was the Seahawks. It was Ben Roethlisberger's first game. But he was a rookie. He was right, a, oh, was, no, yeah, he was a he was a young buck. Yeah, that was when they got hurt or whatever, right? I'll tell you guys a story. I was at um a I was on a ski trip. One of my only I'm not a skier, but I went to go have fun party with my friends. And it was when the Jets played, it was the day the Jets played the Steelers in the playoffs. And I'm on a ski trip with I was dating this girl at the time, I won't say her name, but she's from an affluent area around where we live. All these hoity toity people that would go on a ski trip, no one cared about the game. 
and I'm downstairs screaming. Like, I'm breaking shit because Doug Bryan missed the field goal. But then we got the ball back again with a chance to still go ahead and tie the game. And he missed another. Still is 15-1. We had him. The game's over. Right? Another field goal he missed this. And this girl who shall remain nameless comes down. Why are you yelling? Why are you carrying on this and that? Safe to say, guys, got in the whip and drove home from Vermont the next minute. I'm not having it. All right? You know, you don't understand why I'm mad about the Jets losing them. We can't be in a relationship. That's basically how it goes. Who I'm married to my wife. I'm married to now. So, Michael, I guess you are. You crowned the new trivia champion. I mean, we came through late. There was a technicality. Sammy even gave you a questionnaire with the Star Wars one. So, I'm not saying that there's a gray area that should be disputed. But... If Sammy wants to throw a challenge down before the season starts, I mean, we're going to have to let it happen. And don't forget, look, Wookiee didn't do good today, but in the past, he has hit home runs, especially Halloween. For some reason, you bring the darkness in, Wookiee has all the knowledge. <laughs> Somehow knew William Shatner was the Michael Myers master. It was very impressive by the Wookiee guys. Um, with that. Even your wife, Mike. Maybe we'll get her on here next time. She does pretty good, too. But that was great for today, guys. We had a lot of fun. 200 episode. We just wanted to have some fun today. Didn't have as much just up to talk about as we usually do. But 200 eps in. And, Mike, we're going to talk about this, but I want to thank everybody that has listened to us throughout the years we've been rocking out here, supported us. Um, if you watch us on YouTube, we appreciate that, too, man. Everybody that's downloaded us, told your friends about us. Um, we've just grown. Mike, you saw the other day, man, the past four years in a row, we keep adding more listeners, more people vibe with us and get with us and have fun with us. Because the Jet Nation, man, is strong. I mean, Jet Nation, there's a lot of Jet podcasts, a lot of Jet writers, a lot of Jet um, personalities out in this Jet universe. And, man, I love them all. I respect them all. I like that we all love this team so much. We have not gotten back a lot for our investment, I would say, Mike, with the squad. But times could be changed. All right, we've been green for a long time, and we're hoping to change the name of this podcast one day. And the Jets win the Super Bowl, and that would be tremendous. So I can't wait to ride with the fans, with you three guys. This year we're about to get into with the Jets. Maybe this next two years with Rodgers. I mean, this is why me and Mike started doing the pod. Just we love this team. We, we can't wait for these moments. And um, I think we have a lot of good times ahead of us. The previous 200 episodes, Mike, not a lot of wins in there, right? I think times are changing. I think we're going in the right direction, Michael. Um, anything you want to say to the fans, Mike? Any shout-outs you want to give before we get out of here? No, man, I just I take your sentiment, man. We've been doing this for five years almost, and um, it's been pretty incredible this entire journey. So really appreciate everybody st- coming along. And it, ha- it hasn't been easy being green. There ain't no question about it, but there are – very 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 sunny days ahead it is looking like and i am so excited and getting ready for this next season yeah awesome guys i also want to thank sammy i want to thank the wook for joining us every week giving us your insights and your personalities man i love both you guys very much and mike that's pretty much it if anyone does want to get at the jet nation anyone wants to get at abg nation i should say where can they do that yeah, guys, we're on Facebook at AEBG.JetsRadio on Twitter at AEBG underscore NYJ podcast and on Instagram at Jet.AEBG. You heard the man on behalf of the number one Jet fan in the state of Texas, Michael Agaris, and the greatest tight end in the history of college football, the Big Wook, on behalf of the greatest high school football coach in the nation today, Sammy O'Hare. My name's Keith Farrell. Good action next week, everybody. Peace out. Cool.